Howdy, partners. Welcome back. We got a fun topic today, I think, as we always do. Um, Ben, talking about partnership communities, and I feel like this is something that has blown up in the past two months, three months, four months. Uh, uh, Let's let's dive in. So talk about the rise in popularity, um, because it's like something that wasn't, I don't know, it was probably there. Uh, I think last year was when I got connected with partnership leaders um, and just it's now there. That's now a thing. Partnership communities is a huge thing. Yeah. No, I love it. And I love the topic. I think um, I think there's some tangent, tangential kind of ties between the growing popularity in partnerships just as a discipline. And I think you start to hear about it more and more, more companies focusing on partnerships, more people talking about partnerships. And I think yeah. as a result of that, people have been clever enough and Asher and team of partnership leaders and Sonera, um Cloud Software Association, which is another you know large one, have been clever enough to realize that actually there's no kind of central point for people to interact, get to know each other, learn from each other. And so I think those two things kind of met head to head. And as a result of that, they've created these kind of great communities, which which now offer so much kind of education and resources for us as um, as partnership people. Yeah, um, I I for one am a big fan of partnership leaders. Um, and I think it, it's, it's pretty robust, right? Like in, in just communities in general, I, um, you know, when I was on the job hunt, partnership leaders was the first place that I went to go connect. Um, and then funny enough, like talk about community, you know, you, myself and Will started this podcast almost a year ago. And when I was on the job hunt, you were the one that helped connect me to Kyle Kramer. Like there's, it's just this like entangled web of, of relationships that are happening. And I think one of the, one of the the statements that we, we always talk about on this podcast is, you know, partnerships voices need to be the loudest or you, you need to be your own cheerleader and, and really like fight for, you know, the, the partnership world in whatever ecosystem or whatever company you're working for. And I think that that bleeds into just how strong partnership communities are. Um, so I guess in terms of, you know, now that it's on the rise, we talked about, you know, the Cloud Software Association, partnership leaders. I and mean, I think even something like um, Saster at this point, or, uh, you know, partner hackers there too, but. Pavilion as well. I think that Pavilion just in partnership with, um, with Crossbeam as well. And so again, like, Pavilion's a massive, massive community, right? They've got venture capital, like huge community of, of executives. And actually, like you think about that from both sides, wonderful p- for Pavilion because they get this kind of growing go-to-market expertise as part of their, their offering. But also broadly for all of us as partnership professionals, because if you think about it, if you've got CROs, you've got VPs of sales, you've got even CEOs in those those communities, and they're now being told the power of partnerships, they're now being told what is possible with partnerships it's only going to open up more job opportunities more kind of companies looking to do partnerships and so to your point like even looking outside of these specific um partnership related communities more of these kind of tangential sales revenue type communities are now starting to bring in like red genius partnered with partner hacker as well right so like yeah you've got all these revenue communities now thinking like hey we need to know more about partnerships and so um yeah i i'd agree it's not just pure partnership communities, but also there's these other ones outside that are now that now adopting partnerships. Yeah. And I, I think the one thing that that I always try and revert back to is, you know, partnerships can be 
chaotic. It can be crazy. And and I think the most clear picture of that is when you go um, from organization to organization, it just, you know, yeah, you might be focusing on the same, uh, you know, programs. You might be, you might be working a referral program. You might have an affiliate program, ISV space, whatever it may be, but it's still, it's just kind of like that green space. And I think that's what attracts us to partnerships, but in the same vein, having these communities is something that I think is bringing a lot of consistency and structure together, which the way that partnerships wins is by being consistent and and by consistently like voicing your message and and connecting with the proper teams internally. So it, it I I'm excited for where the community aspect is heading. And I just I mean just the the partner the partner up movement that's happened in the past couple of months, like reveal, partner hacker, pavilion, crossbeam, like these are really solid foundations that are not going to stop. And I I I think what it also does is bridges the gap between you know, if we're in SaaS and we're we're talking about technology, being able to have partnerships that are strengthening each other's platforms is a win-win. It's not right. like we're competing. It's not like we're we're out to get each other. It's just it's going to make it a lot better. Yeah, yeah, hundred percent. Yeah, hundred percent. I think um, your point about like the, and again, we've talked about this numerous times. I think every partnership person listening to this will will understand it, but. Like the ability to gain favor, help your C-suite understand the power of partnerships is, is one of the diff- most difficult and probably most critical components of building a a good partnership program. So now if they're starting to hear it, not just from you as a partner manager, but also from their peers, also from these communities where they, they get information from, to your point, I think that just, yeah, it helps everybody at the end of the day in the, in, in, in the past sort of. Yeah. So let, let's, um, let's dig a little bit deeper. I think from a relevancy standpoint, you know, let's say you're a partner manager or just a director of partnerships and at a, a, an organization that just invested. I think on in in one lane, communities could be very noisy. You know, like I think from like a focus standpoint in terms of, you know, my work, my role, but also kind of blending that together with helping to scale programs. What do you look for in terms of the benefits or I guess what should someone that is a partner professional who's like, yeah, maybe I will check out one of these communities. What, what, how do you distill it down to make it very simple and not over complicated for them? Yes. Yeah, it's, it's a really good point because eh, partially this is wonderful, but it is noisy. Like there's 18 different Slack channels. Everybody's posting them constantly. And so it's like, well, how do I, how do I focus on the things that matter? And I, and I think for me, the most benefit I've got out of communities like partnership leaders is firstly education. And what I mean by that is there's always going to be somebody in that community that has done what you're attempting to do. Um, and that could be a VP that's now like moved from your director position up to VP. And so hitting them up in a community that you're part of, it automatically gives you that layer of trust. So instead of just reaching out to them on LinkedIn, you have just this random person with no tie to them as a, um, as a relationship. Being in this community enables you to reach out to them easily, and it also gives you that stamp of approval to say, "Hey, we're both part of this set, this group, this partnership leaders group," and so they're more willing to answer your questions. And so, I think that's the first thing that I've used and would recommend people listening to this use is if you have an issue in your partner program, sure, search the internet; there'll be some information there. There's nothing bad connecting with somebody that's actually done what you're attempting to do, hearing it from them, understanding how they went about it, and and, and getting some time but to talk through it. So that's 
And that's kind of pillar one of, of how I'd use these communities is really as an educational resource to learn from people that have kind of been there and done that. But I, I, don't, I don't know if you've got any to add on that, like if you've used it in that way, but that's definitely, I would say, the main thing that I have done, to be honest with you. Yeah, I I think um, I think there's been a couple times where it's just like, I wonder if someone has a resource for this, you know, like a uh, mutual success plan. I, I remember like, you know, a couple months ago, like just going in there and someone was like, Hey, I, I build this template for like moves or mutual success plans. And I'm like, this is killer. Like, and I, it's, it's nothing revelational like revel. It's not revolutionary. Yeah. Revolutionary dude. Thursday brain. Um, it's not like groundbreaking stuff, but it is, it it points back to like we're all in this together and if we can build that that kind of community i i would also like chime in too i i think you know like you touched on education but it's also a really good spot to ask questions and because like here's the thing as a partnership professional at an organization there's only if i have a very specific question about partnerships or you know like how i should approach this there's only two or three people if that that i could realistically go to and be like I want to get your opinion on this rather do just use the, use your partner communities as a forum because you will get, you will get multi-solution uh, messages. You'll get, you just a wealth of knowledge. And I think that's really magical. Yeah. And, and piggybacking, piggybacking on that as well. Like, and I don't know if this is the same in other roles, but as partnership people, we're not competitive in our nature because we partner, right? We're trying to partner to have yeah. mutual success. And so what I found is like there's there's not many people that will turn down a call or refuse to answer your question, right? Even if you work for a competing company, um, a lot of people will understand that actually like all of us partnering is is net benefit. And so I think that's the other piece specifically about partnerships I've realized is everybody's very willing to help out, share information. And so I think that just adds to it as well. Yeah. That's awesome. Um let me uh just let's take a hot take here. What's your favorite community and why? It's interesting because I think, I mean, I think partnership leaders has the most from a, like the most amount of members that I have gotten value from. And Uh again, I think the beauty of that is actually using it correctly. And so even though I like the community, it has started to, because the more members you add, the more noisy it gets, the more difficult it is actually to find the information you want. And so I think that's the only piece for me, like, once you reach a certain skill, which is wonderful and I love it and I love that it keeps growing, it does become harder to control like the the member experience, right? Of like, okay, we've now got 15 Slack channels. We've now got 10,000 members. Yeah. How, how do you possibly make sure that people are finding the right information at the right times? And so I guess that would be my only kind of concern with these communities is how do you make sure, and it's really down to you, right? It's really down to you to go in, find the right channels, find the right people. Um, and that actually gets me on to, before we get away too much from like the, the value and how to leverage these communities, especially if you're starting a brand new partner program and you're looking to grow, chances are like your target partners are going to be inside that community as well. And so again, similar point I made earlier, because you already have this badge that, Hey, I'm a part of CSA or I'm a part of partnership leaders. If you're looking to do outreach with potential partners, it makes it so much easier just to reach out in that community. I, I did it a couple of times at Help Scout. I reached out like, oh, hey, you know, we should probably talk. You do this, we do this. Could be a good fit. And so again, like, I would say that's another really good tactic to use, leveraging these communities to actually find potential partners, talk to them, and, you know, 
and actually sign as a partner. So that that's another piece yeah. which, again, helps, I think. So uh, what you're saying is we need more SMB partner communities rather than burgeoning enterprise ventures. Well, yeah, I don't know. I think if I was going to like design my ideal partner community, which again is pie in the sky, and once you reach scale, it's very difficult to do. I think you'd almost have like tracks of content. And so like I'm a partner marketing manager. What are the channels that directly apply to me that almost like I'm verified to talk about? Because that's the other piece, right? Like you kind of want to verify that the people that are writing stuff in those channels actually know what they're doing. And I think pairing that with like email content and newsletters that that correlate to me would be useful, right? So instead of me having, I'm, I'm a paying member. I shouldn't have to search for the stuff I want. I should be given stuff which is valuable and keeps me coming back. Yeah. And so that would be like my pie in the sky way of running one of these communities is like have a partner marketing specific sub branch, which you go in, you can, you can be in a mastermind group with other partner marketers. There can be content guides, et cetera, which is sent out to you. And so that for me would be like the ideal scenario, which quiets the noise and actually gives me relevant information easily, I think. Yeah. So it's like transform. It's like taking masterclass and putting it into a forum into yeah. a community. It's like you got your tracks, and it's it's kind of like you know from a partnership lens, you got to walk the walk and talk the talk. Like we enable all the time, so communities need to enable. And I, I mean, like Jesse would be great for this. Like let's get fluency yep. involved and just like power up communities. I think that's because that's something that we're missing. And in like it's, I feel like, I feel like enablement or just like decluttering the noise is really hard in partnerships because once again you have to when you're when you're partnering you have to talk about relevant sales collateral you have to talk about relevant product updates you have to talk about relevant you know feature changes or support issues and it like we always talk about how partner professionals need to wear several different hats but i wish there was a way to make it easier so that we could shed those hats really easy and make make sure our partners had the relevant information in a very easy, tangible, digestible format. Um, and the same goes for us. So it, it, yeah, that's like, that's a really good point. And it's like, I know it's probably more complex than I put, because for example, if you're a director of partnerships, you probably are wearing the marketing hat, you're wearing the enablement hat, especially when you create program, right? Um, which is fine. But at the same time, like, again, the, the way it's structured at the moment, which is in all of these Slack community, which is like a hundred channels. Everybody's, you know, can contribute and everybody's asking questions. There's not like, uh, and using Slack search sometimes isn't the most intuitive way of doing it. And so if there was like a really hot topic where a lot of people were commenting and offering suggestions, like flipping that into a bit of collateral, like here, this is the most commented post in this, in this group this week, we've distilled it down into a blog post, but you can use this as a tactical step on how to do two partner marketing or sales and whatever it might be. Um, and so, yeah, that would be like anybody that does listen to this, that's involved in partnership communities. That's the piece that has made me like a bit, not I'm over it, but like a little bit disillusioned with the quality of information I'm receiving because the other piece you'll find is these communities are only as good as the people that contribute to them. And so if people like me are getting overwhelmed and not getting value from all of these channels, then I'm going to stop writing and stop posting, which then dilutes the value that everybody else is getting right and so it's this really difficult mix between incentivizing the right people to comment and then distilling information or already serving up information that's relevant yeah yeah another good point i 
man, it's it's tough. Like it it's once again, like we love these communities, and I think we're just kind of riffing on on where we're heading. And I I think just to get back into the the community topic or not we're on topic we're just we're now we're now coming up with our next company essentially with what we're doing but okay coming back to the idea of like you know if you're jumping into a community like take it slow take it easy like go in go in with like maybe an open mind i think is like maybe one of the more simple ways to approach it because you can get overwhelmed on the flip side you know how 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 do these communities look at you know, like an active member. And, and I guess like for, for someone that's trying to build out their brand or build out their name, because we've also talked about how partnerships, you know, there's no major in college yet, yet, but at the same time, like this, this, your career path and partnerships has so much potential trajectory and communities is a great way to get your name out there. I feel like you and Will have done that really well. So what would you say to someone that wants to join a community to maybe start building their brand or building, you know, like their next idea and, and just being a voice in the space? How do they get started there? Yeah. And I think it's the same as like, how do you build your brand on LinkedIn, right? Like actually contributing, writing, posting, don't just be the person in the background, which takes all the information, but doesn't give any back. Let me just, let me just write down some notes. <laughs> but it's true though, right? Like, I mean, if you, if you never contribute, then how is anybody ever going to know one, who you are, but secondarily, like all of these people that sit in the background a bit, because I feel like they're embarrassed almost, which is, which is crazy because if you've got that information, you do the job and you want to contribute, just contribute. Nobody's going to judge you. Right. Yeah. Like, and I know it's difficult taking that first step a lot of the time to post on LinkedIn or to comment on a post, but ultimately like everybody's had different experiences and partnerships. So everybody's opinion is, is valuable. There's not like a one size fits all or a, like you said, a college degree artist, like, the way that you do it. And so I think like in these communities, contributing and getting a name out there will lead to other opportunities. Like for example, you write a really good response, Chris or Ash will reach out and be like, Hey, we'd love to have you on a webinar. Well then that webinar then gets into like the audience with more people. Then maybe it gives you a LinkedIn post, which you start doing LinkedIn. So like all I would say is a lot of these things just take that initial confidence, take the first step and start contributing. But once you do, it becomes far easier. I think it's just that initial kind of first hope, so to speak. Yeah, for sure. So let's let's uh let's wrap this up with one final take. Um where where do you think partnership communities are heading? What do you think this looks like in a year or two years? Yeah, great question. So I think um partnership leaders announced they're going to like New Zealand, APAC now, you know, which is another big community. And so I think for me, there'll have to be a point where that one singular Slack community is broken down into micro or niche communities um and same membership price but actually like probably focused on specific skill development because after a while i think um what we'll find is if partnership leaders gets to two like two hundred thousand men- members which would be amazing maybe more millionaires asher and, and team right but like yeah. that's not sustainable that's not sustainable from like a value perspective everybody's paying 600 bucks like it can't just be we give you access to ten thousand people because linkedin gives you access to ten thousand people and so there needs to be a unique take on skill yeah. development and knowledge. Um, and actually, like I said, I think the best way to go is developing tracks. And then based on your role, you're put into a track with certain Slack groups and certain content that, that aligns with it. Yep. Yep. Certifications, like uh, uh, member-specific content. Like, I think there's so much opportunity for these communities to, you know, really like once they have a firm grasp on their their network and their 
their community, like, okay, now how can we translate this into something that is helping? And it, it's nothing new, but I, I see that in terms of the direction where, you know, someone like a partnership leaders is heading, um, where everyone else in the space, like if you go to all these conferences, like SAS, like Will's at SAS Connect right now, I guarantee there's a lot of like specific education because that's all it is, right? Like, it, yeah. it, and that's what a conference does, but it's going to be micro doses of that. And it's going to be really cool to see. Yeah. hundred percent. Love it. Well, cool, man. This has been fun. All right. Cheers, guys. Catch you all next week. Bye.